All right. I feel like this is my superhero episode, you know? Nice. To get my Black Panther on. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the TMI Podcast. I'm your host that's going to take you coast to coast while doing the most. If no one told you since the last time, I'll tell you once more. I go by the name of Maverick Ice. This episode of the TMI Podcast is brought to you by our partners at Virtual Reload. Virtual Reload is an esports company that provides coaching for gamers young and old. We all know someone playing the game right now. Tell them to go check these guys out. Hey, you never know. Your son or daughter could be the next Cal Gilsdorf. <laughs> Google him. Or just go to virtualreload.com forward slash coaching and sign up. All right, guys. Let's talk esports. We on to the next one. And um, I've been looking forward to these guys. I'm sure you all heard me or hear our partners and probably ask who and what is Virtual Reload. Well, guess what? Today is your lucky day because I have two of the gentlemen in the studio with me to share. Ron and Evan of Virtual Reload. What's up, guys? And welcome to the TMI Podcast. Thank you, Zach. How you doing today? I'm doing great. How y'all yeah. doing? Good. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Man, I appreciate y'all coming on. Maverick Ice. Maverick Ice, man. Love that's it. my. That's <laughs> my. Uh, that's kind of like my uh, alter ego. Yeah. You know, when I get to you know do my thing on. On the mic or in the books or whatever I'm doing, you know. My dad was an F-14 pilot, so we, we saw a lot of Maverick. Hey, man, so you know where I'm going with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like to think of myself kind of a rebel, you know, kind of step outside the box. That's why I was kind of talking to my guy Merv about, you know. So, you guys, though, I'm, I'm excited about you guys. Run, you're, you're basically the CEO, basically the owner, the boss, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> I created this from the ground up. Yeah, man, well, hey, shoot, race it. So, first of all, let's tell people about Virtual Reload. What is it and how it came about? So, esports is something that is growing fast um, and growing big. Um, however, two years ago, I had no idea what esports was. I've been a gamer my whole life, okay. um, primarily more in the casual t- titles, World of Warcraft, and those kinds of things. Um, and I was looking around Greenville, trying to see what kind of a company I could create that would be unique. And the first iteration that it looked like was going to be more of a land center. PC games, console games, sitting in a place where people could come and play and get together. And then I learned about esports and uh, learned that there were, at the time, around 130 colleges that were giving scholarships for it. They had varsity teams providing a spa- space for their gamers to come in and you know, not have to pay full tuition. And I looked around a little bit more and saw that there was not much support for high schools. So we transitioned from just being a land center model to more along the lines of like coaching the game. Um, That was another, like I got my whole world opened up when I learned about it because it's like, oh, there's coaches for it. Okay, what does that look like? And, you know, teams get built and everything else. So that's what it turned into. Cool, man. And Evan, you're... You know, you said this is your first time on the pod. Right? <laughs> it is, okay, yeah. well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad you allowed me to be your first host, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it won't be the Thanks. last time. Thanks. I'll always remember you, Zach. You <laughs> hey, man, I'm first. good, good, good. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. What brought you to the table? What made you want to be a part of Virtual Reload? That is great. Uh, so I have been in the technology business and development for my entire career post-college, and uh, one of the technology companies that I was working for while I was in uh, Virginia uh, was acquired by a much larger technology company, uh, Domain Registrar, and uh, they had actually sponsored an esports player. They sponsored a StarCraft player. Wow. And uh, I 
like Ron, uh, you know, I, I dabble in video games. Certainly not the best. Definitely somebody who needs coaching. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> I, I may be able to coach you, man. Yeah. Mad, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I stopped buying copies of Madden because I was so bad at it. Um, still love the game. Uh, yeah, of course, I, I only play uh, franchise mode with Washington because you know, I'm a homer. All right, no wrong with it, man. You <laughs> yeah, roll, you roll yeah. with your team, man. Right. <laughs> well, um, there was this one game. Uh, it's called Heroes of the Storm that I got really into um, for a while, and uh, it's a MOBA. It's the first MOBA that I uh, ever played, and it was mostly out of um, uh, because I love Blizzard games so much. You know, okay, and nostalgia. All right, you can play some of the. Yeah, some of the heroes were from games in the past, and um, got into that and um, started listening to podcasts about it. I, I latched onto this one in particular, and um, the, the host was uh, you know, big into the scene and said that he wanted to you know, start a, a grassroots tournament, something from the ground up. Okay. And uh, you know, I definitely wanted to you know, see him do well and things like that. And I, I had known that the company I was now working for um, was big into sponsoring esports, so I got the two connected. Awesome to see that happen, uh, and what it did for that particular title and the podcast that I was a huge fan of. So, um, uh, kind of always uh, you know, wanted to build on that. And then uh, when I moved down here to Greenville, um, I was at a, a Tech After Five. We'll, yeah, we'll give um, hey. uh, them a free plug, right? Hey, uh, shut up the field, man. That's yeah, my yeah, guy. Field, man. Yeah, I like there field. you go. Yeah, great guy. Uh, I, I saw in uh, Ron's description of why he was there that he was uh, a sports company. He was looking to meet other people passionate about esports. And, uh, I've been to, to a lot guy. of those take out the fives with yeah. Ron, man. Yeah. We'll get into all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Later on. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the rest was history. I, I reached out to Ron, and uh, you know, the thing I found out about Ron later on is that he's a serial networker. He gets around. He loves uh, meetings and, and talking to folks. And so, you know, we hit it off uh, right away. I, I think our first meeting. Um, I remember being out on the back porch until talking yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This yeah that too. sounds like that sounds <laughs> just like about run, man. <laughs> and this is something that we could do. We can make it special for sure. So I wanted to be a part of it. Um, it's uh, mystery like, coming up on one year, right? Yeah, I think that was March. Yeah, March or so was it twenty twenty. Yeah, good deal, man. That's good stuff. So how long? How, when did you officially start Virtual Reload? You know, I know a little bit, but you tell people. Well, it was the fall of 2018 that I started toying with the idea of starting a company. Mm-hmm. And it was May of 2019 that I actually became an LLC. Okay. And then we did our first tournament in Anderson in June of that of 2019. Right. And we had like, I think it was like five people show up, which, you know, sounds like a small number. But when I kind of started analyzing it, I was like, you know... I threw this to I put this together, something that I've started, and I had five people show up. You know, it could have been it could have been a dud, right? Right. right. But been zero. We actually had yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had actually had people there, and we had a good time, and it was just one of those things that kept me going and, and moving forward into it. Awesome. So let me ask you this: What sets you guys apart from the competition, or who is the competition? Yeah, so when you look at it in the in this in the circle of esports, we have a couple of competitors that provide coaching. Um, one of those would be Gamers Ready, and another would be. Um, Let's make sure we give our competition free plugs. Yeah, we don't have to give them all the plugs here. You know, 
We're talking about virtual reno. And yeah, right. sure. So there's a couple of competitors. Sure, who, okay. There's a couple of them out apart? there. What sets us apart from them is that they are um, really just, hey, come to us for coaching. You know, and they've got pricing from like $5 a session to like $250 a session over there. And But there's not like a goal focused. It's just anybody and everybody can come. They can learn how to play their game better. Where what we do is we focus at the high schools. And we focus on the goal that that student wants to get to. So do they want to get a college scholarship? Come to us. We'll give them the skills and we'll make the introduction to that college to get them the, pro- to get them the scholarship. If they want to get to a professional team, we can do the same thing. Okay. So yeah. there are colleges that provide scholarships for kids to actually come and play video games. Yes. Wow. Yeah, at last count it was over 200. Yeah, now that's only and, and that's only in the one um, uh, database that we, we use primarily for checking schools out. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of schools out there that have programs that are not necessarily part of that service. Okay. Like so all the SEC teams, I think, aren't part of Yeah, I don't think any of, I don't think you'd find any SEC teams on that particular site. But every SEC team has a esports team. Yeah, SEC yeah. college, right? Yeah. So now we're talking about the Southeastern College, like, you know, like Alabama and all those type of schools like that. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. That's cool, yeah, man. You'd be surprised. Um, all uh, four branches of the military also have an esports team. Yeah, and they all compete against one another. Man, now yeah. you guys are really you guys are showing me something now. Well, you know, and you want to talk about Mavericks. I mean, a lot of time esports players consider themselves Mavericks. But what Ron and I were doing is we realized it doesn't have to be that way. Right. Right. I mean, esports can be treated just like every other traditional sport. Can have teams at your school, middle school, high school, and So why aren't, isn't that organizational level that traditional sports have? Why doesn't esports have that? Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, you know, everybody that we talk to, um, you know, whether it's a potential coach or a potential partner or a school that uh, you know, we've been speaking with, all say, you know, like, why hasn't this been done before? And uh, you know, we don't really know why, but <laughs> well, it's nobody's... still kind of fairly new, right? Isn't esports, esports kind of? I mean, obviously, game. I've been playing games yeah. ever since I was a kid, but the the title esports is yeah. kind of still new because I mean, obviously, I started, you know, with Run, and he's told me about this whole esports thing. And he kind of set the fire in me, right. you know. So I thought I was an avid gamer, you know, yeah. Until yeah. I met so some of these kids. Huh? There's definitely some. Um, Stigma. Not stigma. No, that's no. not where I'm going with this at all. No, okay. um, <laughs> events, like events, you know, tournaments mm-hmm. and things like that that have been around for a long time. Okay. Okay. And I don't know if they would have had the label of esports back 15 years ago. Okay. That's but, nice. you know, like back then it was like the arcades, right? They'd be in, um, oh, what was the game? Donkey, Donkey Kong, right? There's a whole. Are you? There's a whole. Uh, yeah. Not really Mario Brothers. Mario oh, Brothers okay. is not really competitive other than like, oh, speed running. Oh, okay. Okay, I see what you're um, saying. Okay. But like Donkey Kong where you uh, – the goal there is to get to that out. level. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> this is but, yeah, there's been any time – you know, and, and um, Quake was another big uh, title back in the early days say. of having major events going on, oh. things like that. So but, this has been happening, but it but, just wasn't like a – Title is that kind of what you guys? Um, yeah, I don't know when. I haven't researched when the term esports became a, a word. But Zach, yeah. yeah. uh, I would uh, you know hang on my little brother, older brother's coattails at the computer lab back in two thousand uh, with him and his five friends all playing Quake Two. Right, right, um, right. In the computer lab, you could have made an esport out of that, and that was twenty one years ago. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's like we're not really sure why it took so long for it to get here. Okay, but, uh, the fact of the matter is. 
there is definitely a demand for it, and nobody out there is creating these. Uh, uh, well, I wouldn't say nobody, but uh, very few people are creating these uh, leagues around it right. and uh, building that foundation for you know, having an actual uh, you know, traditional esport at, at all the school levels. And so, I mean, like I'm saying, everybody that we've talked to is in the wish this has been. Really? Yeah. Awesome. And every one of the coaches that we've interviewed to a man said, man, I wish something like this existed while I was in school. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, I know I, I know that would definitely been fun, uh, definitely been a different avenue I would have probably taken. Right. Know, because I was one of those kids that used to go to the arcade every weekend, jump on Mortal Kombat or jump on any any game in there that I could just, you know, I had like maybe $10 quarters and stuff like that. I probably wouldn't be a um, casual RPG gamer if it had been a thing when I was in high school. That's what I'm saying. I probably would have forced myself to learn some of those competitive That's what I'm saying, (laughs) man. I mean, you know, I used to, you know, I I, I was big as far as before, like, you know, had kids and all that stuff like that. (laughs) I was always in front of the game. I'm always PlayStation. I'm I'm a PS guy, you know. I I, I I respect Xbox and I love it, you know. But I'm a I'm a PS5 guy. I'm, I haven't sat down and like actually played on the PS5. I'm sure you guys probably already have. I have not like. actually. Not really. Yet. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. That's, that's yeah. interesting. Kids. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. That's you see what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but look, let me ask you this, guys. This. I'm gonna pose a question to you. So let's say my kid is a gamer, but it feels like they're not they're 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 not good enough. Or, you know, they're too timid to ask for help. But they inside, they're like, hey, I feel like I could be that gamer that these guys are talking about. How would Virtual Reload help? Uh, well, so, what would, they, would you say I suggest? Of course, yeah. And this goes back to what differentiates us from our competition as well. One of the things that we wanted to foster is uh, a steady working relationship between the coaches that we have and the clients that come to us for coaching. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, all the other websites you go to for coaching, you say, I want to be able to do this one particular move in this game, and you die $5 and it teaches you, and that's it. Um, we want the clients that uh, we have to come to us with a specific esports goal. So I want to be able to make my high school team. I'm a really good high school player. I want to be able to play in college. Um, we get them set up with one of our coaches that start out with where they are in the current gameplay things that they struggle with, things that they do well. And that coach will help them you know, come up with a, a game plan for them. Right. Um, do by a certain uh, deadline. Tryouts are this month. There's a, a tournament coming up that I want to be prepared for. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just like uh, every other traditional sport. Is that you have um, you know, some strengths and weaknesses in your game and some things that you need to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over <laughs> Absolutely. Right? I mean, there's only so many times you can bash your head against the wall before um, you're like, "Look, I need help." Right. Um, and, and not many people realize that the help is out there. Right. Um, that's what part of the, what we're trying to do is get the word out that, um, yeah, like uh, places like this, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> well, also, um, he likes to talk about the carrot and stick process of it. Um, you know, we're talking about the the youth who is is not really sure that they really want to jump into, say, a career of it, right? right. But it's something that they show promise in. Um, I think a lot of it is the message we're giving our kids. 
you know, a lot of parents tell their kids, you're playing games too much, you know, it's not going to get you anywhere. When we can come in and say, well, look what esports can do, it can structure their gaming, it can give them a, a purpose in it, and it can also pay for whether it be an income, certain level of income, or a collegiate scholarship. Um, and then if you can legitimize that and, and show the child, the youth, that, hey, this is a good thing, um, and, and everybody's approving you for it, then they're going to come out of their shell a little bit more and walk into that and say, yes, let me go and join this team. Awesome, man. Statistic about um, 80% of esports players don't do an extracurricular. Yeah, yeah. Really? So it's, it's, eight, it's like 82% of the, the extracurricular. When they jump into a team, and I'm not sure if that's, I don't know if that's specific to high school. That's one thing that I wasn't 100% sure on, if it's high school or college or both. But, yeah, they haven't done another extracurricular. So we are capturing, with esports, we're capturing students who are not already on a team. Okay. Awesome, man. So, <clears throat> obviously, you said you can make a career as a gamer. Give me, let's say I'm decent as a gamer, but I want to be involved in esports and make some money. How can I do that? Or what, what kind of career can I have in esports? Um, well, if you're the player, so because there's, there's a lot of different avenues of a career, mm-hmm. okay? Um, somewhat what we're doing here could be a, a person with a, that's a gamer right. in esports, so so to speak, right. and but they're doing you know production things like that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's another career path. Um, but if you are the gamer, if you are the content creator, mm-hmm. then the revenue paths are you know going to tournaments, winning those tournaments, joining a professional team that pays you. Um, I think the average minimum pay for a, a, a player on a team is $50,000 a year. Say what? <laughs> yeah, they pay them that, and then they go and compete somewhere, and they win money. Now they're getting even more money than just so their base. I can, if I'm good enough, if I go to virtualreading.com and sign up for coaching, you guys, we work together for however long. I get good. I get on the team. I can make 50 k Yeah. Just for playing a game? Yep. Just for playing a game. Maybe I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of um, our coaches uh, that we have on staff have either coached at a high school or collegiate level, and some of them have also coached professional teams as well. So, yeah. so they have that experience, and um, so they know what it takes in order to get to that level. And, uh, you know, if you have the skill and the drive, yeah, there's nothing stopping you exactly. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm, obviously, I'm you know a little past high school, but um, you know, I guess a it's little. not. <laughs> hey, man, don't Whoa. let the gray hair. Yeah, come on. <laughs> well, you know, one of the great things about esports is that it is a great equalizer. Right, right, and right. You don't have to be you know physically gifted, six foot six and three hundred pounds to be able right. to do well as an esports right. player. Right, right, right. I like that you thought I was six foot six, man. I was, not? I was thinking six four five six six four. <laughs> so let me let me ask you guys guys this: what what highlights thus far? You know that you guys have had um, with Virgilio. Like, in case kids are listening, what what is maybe something that you guys yeah. have done pretty cool that they would be a part? Of? Yeah, I want to talk about Chris for a minute here. Um, I'm a foster parent. And I've also mentored youth in foster care. Mm-hmm. And uh, one gentleman I was working with for a while, um, he got to his senior year of high school, and I asked him what he was thinking about doing after high school. And it, um, his response was the military um, for, you know, reasons of his own that he had for it. And I didn't know if that was necessarily healthy for him per se. So 
not and not even on purpose, but I introduced introduced him to the head college for sorry the head coach for Erskine College, their esports program, and turns out from that introduction that Chris was offered twenty eight thousand dollars a year scholarship to go to Erskine College. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, that was the thing that brought this real for me was that opportunity that I saw to raise up someone who was in a situation that maybe, you know, it, I mean, he, it's, it's a cruddy situation to be in foster care in the first place. And um, his, he, he's, I think he was about a sophomore when he was put in foster care. So he didn't have the best, it was not, not the best timing for him. And as far as like launching into adulthood from, from school. So, um, so that was a turning point, um, really, in the very beginning stages of the company. Um, and since then, we've worked with Furman University. Um, we've worked, we're, we're working with North Greenville University. And um, also this um, organization called Ferris Conclave in Atlanta, and they do a youth esports league. This is our second season. Um, and they, they focus on brown and black kids, helping them to find a career path in esports whether that be the gamer themselves or all of the other opportunities that surround what supports. The stat I heard just yesterday, actually, for every professional player mm-hmm. in esports, there's 40 roles around that player that support them. Wow. Yeah. So it's not just the players that um, that have a career path in esports. Right. So So it's like they're, they're the, they're, they may be the player, but they're, it's like their career, their business at the same time, uh-huh. their yep. brand at the same time. Yep. Exactly, awesome. exactly. Awesome, man. So this is more than a business for you, huh, Ryan? Oh, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, I know that you've, um, you've you've done some things with um, some charities. Yeah, that's been awesome. Um, the uh, Extra Life Charity, which supports the um, Children's Miracle Network, so all the hospital, all the children's hospitals that are Miracle Network hospitals around the country. Um, Extra Life raises money through gaming typically and helping to improve the lives of the kids that are stuck in that situation so they get like gaming consoles um in fact our last not this year but previous so i guess 20 2019 november um the money we raised helped them buy their last few angel eyes cameras for the um nicu isolates and these cameras allow the parents to see their babies when they're in there and the, and the parents necessarily can't be in the nicu Oh, that so. is awesome, man! And you had a, a few miracle. Three, uh, yeah, all three of our boys um, are. We have one biological son, and then two fostered, adopted boys. Um, all three of them were NICU babies. So you're directly impacted, you yeah. know, through this. Yeah, and that is awesome. Now, I, I think I'm not sure if I I mentioned this to you before. I'm actually were a part of this children. Miracle Network. Yeah, you um, shared that with me. Before. Yeah, I um, it was a long time ago. Um, do when I was like maybe thirteen or fourteen, I had a appendage rupture. Back then, I know you're saying back then, like I'm like 50, 60 years old. Or whatever. <laughs> but anyway, that was just last then. week. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so back then, like um, the hospital uh, where I was from, uh, the the doctor. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think he was like drunk or something like that. It was, it, yeah, it was like it was, it was malpractice and everything. They ba- basically they almost killed me. Jeez. So what happened? They transported me to Greenville, to you know, to the you know, Children's Hospital and all that. Okay. 
Long story short, they had me in there for about three, four weeks recovering, had to walk again and all that stuff. So um, they saved my life. I got to see, like, the Ninja Turtles and all that. I think that's why my son is like that when he sees the Ninja Turtles. He's like... You know, <laughs> you know, and it was fun. it's so funny to see when on his birthday how he was. He was just like, you know, on his first birthday, he was just like, wow, when he was looking at the games and stuff. We had him at turkey um, cheese and stuff like that. But anyway, long story short, I had to learn how to walk and everything. And I remember them bringing in games and things like that. And it was just like, it was the best time, like yeah. that recovery period. And I mean, I'm talking about going through the worst. And the, yeah. the people in the um, Children's Maker Network Because they allowed us to stay there My mom to stay over at the Ronald McDonald house And oh, all nice. that stuff like that They were just I was blown away We didn't have like the best insurance and stuff like that I don't even know how all that stuff even happened back then I think it was just a blessing But I know that this stuff works And obviously I was with you You know, on a part of that extra life Running that marathon, yeah. you know, yeah. um, I got to see firsthand um, runs work behind it. This guy takes charge, man. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, and um, but getting the getting a chance to be around that whole environment, seeing people giving through technology, mm-hmm. and to know that you you don't know who you're impacting, but you know that it's making an impact. It, it, it's it's definitely got to be worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. That's what's up, man. Yeah. I, um, I, I, of course, I believe you. You know, I, you know, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, we go way back, man. I feel like I've had a front door seat. You know, seeing your dream come to fruition, man. You know, um, one of the hardest working dudes. Well, I say white dudes I've ever <laughs> met, man. But he, this dude, goes above and beyond. And I remember. Like he's talking about the social networking and all this stuff. I remember how you and even even that guy. <laughs> you remember he was you were very shy when I first yeah. met you. You know, yeah. Well, I was definitely <laughs> this kind of shy, like doing things that I was going to be where I was creating, whether it be audio content or video content. I was right. shy, but I, I'll talk to a person all day. Yeah, long. if somebody talks to you now, you will go up and talk to anybody. Yeah, man. like I mean, you you. Was, I remember when, like when we first started working together. You know. I would go up to him and mess with him all the time because I knew he was smart, man. I was like, "This guy's smart. He can show me some stuff." <laughs> but um, and he he he's definitely has shown me a lot. Um, I love his enthusiasm about virtually. I believe in his 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 dream, and um, I'm I'm happy to see people like you, Evan, come on board to actually see his um see his dream come to fruition and keep pushing it forward. You know, I wish you guys nothing but the best. Yeah, thank you. I see what you see. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I want to throw one more thing out oh. there. Um, and I mentioned the Youth Sports League a little bit ago. Um, the first event is going to be next Sunday. Um, I don't know the exact time, noon or two, something like that. It's a Hearthstone um, in uh, team based uh, event, um, and it's and then the whole series is going to be ending the end of March. So there's still time to sign up. Um, if you go to pcxnow.com. You can sign up there and find uh, find the rest of the information you'll need to join our Discord channel and to uh, get signed up for the specific events at Battlefy. So. Cool. Where tell people where they can find you guys for? Uh, oh yeah, so for all of our stuff, we're on. Um, you do discord.io slash virtual reload um, or virtual reload.com. We're on Facebook, 
as the virtual reload we're on twitch as the virtual reload instagram and twitter accounts are just at virtual reload awesome man yep cool Anything else you gentlemen want to say before we get off the, um, the pod? You know, Evan, this is your first time. Did you enjoy yourself? I didn't. Absolutely. I went too hard on yeah. yours. No, no, it's <laughs> great. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, but you know, if you're uh, also a casual gamer, you know, come by uh, virtualreload.com as well and get um, all the coaching that you want. If you want to be able to beat your buddies, uh, you know, that, that's a great way to to get started. If you're a parent and you want to be able to beat your kids and show them up, hey, <laughs> come on by. <laughs> you know, we we don't discriminate that way either. Um, but also, you know, if you want to um, see esports come to your school, right? Um, drop us a line as well. Uh, you know, we're more than happy to uh, talk to anybody at any organization level uh, about creating an esports program. So, um, you know, we can definitely help you out there as well. Yep. yep. See, these guys are here to help. Right. <laughs> hey, I'm going to say my favorite phrase. All right, you ready? Go ahead. Uh, a rising tide floats all boats. Uh, at least once a meeting, I have to uh, whip that out because you know if we're um, if say that we're, again. A rising tide, what? A rising tide floats all boats. Oh. Right? So when the tide comes in, every boat is floated. Um, yeah, and uh, essentially that's to say, uh, yeah, if we improve the overall level of competition for uh, esports players at the middle school and high school level, that means there are better esports players coming out of high school that can earn these college scholarships. That means there's going to be eventually more college programs where they're offering more scholarships and. Just more opportunities for everybody around. So you're basically community. saying in, in a phrase, more people means more money for <laughs> well, all of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. More opportunity, more money. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All, I mean, that's what it comes of. You know, th- these kids, they want the money, man. You see all the, uh, the Twitch streamers and things like that. Yeah. Uh, they're making, uh, if you're really good at it, uh, an absorbent amount of money. Yeah. Uh, just by streaming your content. It opens up all, all kinds of uh, you know, avenues. Listen to these guys. <laughs> what else for you, man? Anything else you want to say? Um, well, yeah, that was one thing I forgot to really talk about. We've actually been working hard at getting uh, the Greenville District going for uh, for teams in every school in this area. Because mm-hmm. um, that's something that we don't yet have um, in an extreme and I think it's needed. Um, we also focus on creating the local rivalries between the schools instead of it being, you know, because right now Eastside has a Rocket League team, so when they go in and compete, they're going to compete against a school that might be in California. Oh, wow. Um, which is which is doable and feasible for esports, but it doesn't create that same football right. tenacity yeah, like between the schools. Right. Rivalry that's right, going on. Right, right, right. So, yeah, so, so if you're, you're in the Greenville School District, mm-hmm. let somebody know you want to start an esports team at your yep. school. Yep. Let someone know ASAP. Right. These guys are serious. <laughs> and I'm serious about uh, seeing them win. Um, gentlemen, I appreciate you guys coming on. Zach, thank yeah, you so Zach, much for having us, man. Thank you very appreciate much. Yeah. Yeah, man, I appreciate yeah. you guys, everything you do. Uh, run, you know, we go way back. So, you know, I've you know, I, I've known how far you, where you started, and to see where you are and see where you're going, man, is it's, uh, it's exciting to see, man. I'm excited about it. It's really cool to see something that you start, yeah, grow to some where we are now and where what all the prospects that we have coming up, right? It's just amazing, awesome, man. Well, that's it, and that's all for you folks. Another one in the books. You can go like or share the podcast on Apple or Spotify by searching Maverick Ice TMI Podcast. It ain't hard, it's easy like Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all say it's Saturday. 
Anyway, man, you all have an awesome week. And remember to stay up because we ain't got time to stay down. Be good, but more importantly, be blessed. What?